What is going on guys? Back at it with another episode. Sorry, this episode is actually coming to you guys two days late. Um, it wasn't planned um, and I'm not going to make excuses. I'm just going to give you reasons. Um, Sunday, I was out with the family. We went out and hung out. Um, by the time I got home, I was really tired and I didn't want to do a, you know, bad, you know, quality podcast just to get one out. Um, and then yesterday, similarly, uh, very tired, very early, hung out with the girlfriend, but I was even, you know, we, we were, you know, I was in bed around eight o'clock. Uh, I was really beat. And again, didn't want to give you a bad quality podcast today. I actually had a really, really hectic day, but I'm feeling pretty good. I'm home uh, by myself today. My girlfriend's not coming tonight. Um, so that's giving me a little bit more downtime to kind of relax and streamline things, get thoughts together, which I already had this outline, but you know, I always like to ad lib it and make it as authentic and real and practical as possible. So, um, if I can do that, so yeah, what I wanted to talk about in this episode, so let's get right to it is, uh, multiple streams of revenue and multiple streams of income. Um, and this is something that I wanted to touch on because I've kind of went through a journey with it. And what I mean by that is I've known the importance of multiple streams of income for a long time. Um, I've always was a big believer, you know, a listener of like uh, Gary V and entrepreneurs. And it's something that they pretty much always preach. And I started it for myself. And the thing is that it's not an overnight process. It's not a um, thing that happens really, really easy at all in any way. It's something that takes time, but um, it's worth investing in yourself and investing in your businesses, investing in other things um, to make it worthwhile. Now, for me, I, I believe that the key to the multiple streams of revenue is that you want to have something that's your baseline of income. So you want to have something that's going to pay the bills and establish you and just do enough. So whether that's your nine to five, 40 hours per week or your part-time job and you, you know, maybe it's a part-time job and you start spending less frivolously or you live home with your parents, you don't have rent so you can afford to work part-time and then do your businesses or your ideas in a more full-time manner, whatever it is that works for you. Um, is the key. So at different por portions of my life, I've, I've always worked full time and just found that I'll find the energy somewhere to do more work. Even when I worked a 10 hour day, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. When I first started doing this, I would do everything on my two days off or um, after work, you know, after my workout, I'd spend two, three hours developing uh, what I wanted to do in my vision and trying things out. And the thing is, it is a lot of trial and error. So you can't just think like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this and it's going to be 100 percent. It's going to be great. It's not it doesn't work like that. It's going to take a lot of time and commitment and even into things that may not work out. But the thing is, everything is a learning experience and you never want to live with regret. So uh, the big example I always use about this is my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel started out pretty good and it grew pretty fast. Um, not that I grew to anything substantial, but you got to understand there's people who I know personally, I have two friends personally who I know have been trying to grow their YouTube channel for the past probably three years and they have less subscribers than I had in one year. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that to put down on them. I'm saying that it's typically a very, very slow process. I had some success because I've done a lot more 
you know, I've moved around a lot in my life. I went away to college. I have a lot of different experiences. So I had a lot of, I had a bigger following and a, and a bigger friend support system to initially, you know, give me some good engagement that helped me grow, uh, you know, to like 500 plus subscribers before I deleted my account. But I needed to delete my account, one, because I didn't really have a passion for recording the videos and editing them. And two, as an educator, you know, having an open source platform like that is not always, not really a good idea. It's something that can be frowned upon. It wasn't really in my case, but it can be a distracting factor for the student. So in my opinion, it wasn't worth it to me because if I'm trying to help a student, I don't need them focused on my YouTube channel. I need them focused on what I'm saying and what I'm doing and the situation at hand. So I had to give that up, even though I invested in a camera, I invested in learning how to edit software, buying programs and dozens of hours of recording and editing and filming and setting things up and having friends help me and research and all these kind of things that I put into the channel that I enjoyed actually doing somewhat, but I had to kind of give that up. And so some people might look at that as a waste or as a failure, but I looked at it as a learning opportunity. YouTube is something that I enjoy. Like I enjoy watching my friends' channels all over the world. You know, my bros, Shirley, and, you know, the typical fitness ones, Christian Guzman, and a whole bunch of other people. Um, there's many channels that I enjoy watching, so that's why it was something that I, I thought I might want to do myself. And people always thought I should do um, because I had a lot of valuable information, but that's why I switched to podcasting um, instead. And I've actually made more money in podcasting, in, or you know, in these past two years which there was a big gap in there but in these past two years rather than the when i was doing my youtube channel i made more money doing this through advertisements and through um other affiliations and things like that and through getting clients uh through this and being able to answer my clients questions it's like indirectly giving me a source of income as well so that's another thing um that you got to think about when you're talking about multiple streams of income you know it's not about the successes and failures only. It's all successes and it's all learning experiences is how I would look at it. Um, so the next big thing I want to touch upon. So, um, you know, I always like to be practical and give you guys advice. So what I want to talk about for me is give my examples of what my multiple streams of revenue are. And I won't get into exact numbers or anything like that, but I'll kind of give you maybe like a percentage or something like that or or what I use it for and how it's helped me in the past. So there's been a big dynamic change for me as well because I've moved into a new position at work that's a lot higher paying. But before that, when I was really on my hustle bustle and I needed multiple streams of income because I needed more money to pay the bills at times and, and you know work out my debts and things like that. So for me, I have my full-time job working at the school. I have part-time seasonal stuff where you're talking about where I'm coaching for a few months out the year. You're talking about my summer camp that I help run. You're talking about things like that. That's also giving me extra revenue on top of my base salary. So that's where a majority of my income always came from and still will come from um, to an extent. But now, then I've also had my coaching business. Now, my coaching business has been a grind. I have been doing this for about two and a half years now. And I've always been, you know, sometimes having zero clients and at most maybe one to two clients at most. I think at one point I had three or four, but it was short lived because it was like overlapping where I had three at most at once, but it was only for like a couple of weeks. 
now we're at a point where I've been building this brand through referrals because my social media is still all private. So I can't go out and advertise it. I can't go out and use hashtags and get clients and grow my social media following. I'm getting it strictly through referrals, but it's actually been working for me because it's something that I do part time. Um, and I have right now about 10 clients and I've had 10, I've had about six to 10 clients for the last two, three months. Um, so that's really been growing and becoming a substantial part of my lifestyle and living. Um, outside of that coaching, which is the online nutrition part, I also do some private uh, in-person coaching, which I do private basketball lessons, which is some good income for me throughout the summer. And I do once in a while, I do in-person sessions on special occasions that give me some extra money as well. So coaching is another, I would say, big, pretty big now. I would say it accounts for about like 10% of my income. Um, so if you just want to throw a number out there, just think of, you know, a regular base salary. If I was making whatever amount of number, if I was making a hundred grand, that's going to give me 10 grand a year. So that's a good, that's a lot of money to me because you put me, if it was that number, which I'm not saying it is or isn't, then that would put me into six figures alone, 10% of my, my own personal coaching business. So that's a nice feeling, um, to think about. But either way, it's at 10%. So whether it's 10% of 50000 or 150000 either way, it's 10% is valuable. Uh, my side businesses and all those kind of stuff is probably another 10%. And then you're talking about um, then I have other little things that are like 5% probably, which you're talking about revenue from my podcast. Uh, you're talking about commissions from BPN because that's my only uh, sponsor at the moment. BPN supplements and you can save always on their website using code Jale at checkout and we actually have a big 4th of July sale coming tomorrow where you can save 20% off and if you want to support me use the links in my bio use the link in my bio on Instagram or the link in the show notes and then use code July 4th and I'll still give you the discount but it will also support me and uh, help me out so I really appreciate that and you guys support has been, always been great um, so that's another portion of that. Uh, I have a book. And the book kind of actually ranges. I should probably put the book in its own category. Because the book is a thing that gets sales throughout the year decently. But I would say it's only probably on average by itself 2 to 3% of my salary. Which I value because it's my book. But the thing is when I advertise it and push it and promote it. I typically can say that it can move up to 5% on its own. So otherwise, so, you know, with you include the book with the podcast revenue and commissions, you're talking about almost another seven, eight percent of my and at times 10 percent, another 10 percent of my uh, income that I bring home. Now, these numbers may not seem too significant, but let's think about a situation like this where my base salary at one point in my life was literally enough just to cover my rent. Right. But is rent the only bill I have? No, I had a car payment. I have an insurance payment. I have all these other things to worry about. And where am I getting that money from? That's where these numbers hold me down. I have the coaching that's giving me a good percentage of my money. I'm having my side hustles and side coaching and um, part time seasonal jobs that are holding me down as well. But this was a, a, some extra little income that's helping me buy my groceries, that's helping me pay my credit card bills that hold me over, all these little things. If I didn't do that, 
then I wouldn't have survived or I'd have a really bad credit rating because I'd be owing things you know, over time and it'd be adding up on me and I'd be gaining even more interest and also penalties for being late on payments and things like that. So it was enough to hold me over and hold me down at certain points in life. And now it's become to the point where I'm financially stable and in a really good place. And it's becoming that money that I'm using to pay off my student loan debt. I'm using it to fund trips. I'm using it to fund family events and dinners. And if I want to hang out with my girlfriend, I don't have to worry and be stressed about where my money is going because I'm not even touching my base salary a lot of the time. Now I'm paying my bills with my coaching, my commissions, my podcast revenue, and with all these other multiple streams of income, I'm able to pay off a lot of my bills um, and and including my rent. And I'm done paying off. Like I paid off my car. I've done all these kind of things with this extra money. So now I'm really in a good place financially. So it added up. It takes time, but it's worth it's worth it. You got to put in the work and you got to really invest in it and believe in yourself and try. But you can't just give up because something doesn't work. You take what you you take what you did with that and you learn from it, the good parts, the bad parts, and you apply it to the next thing. But if you're passionate about something, you don't just stop because it's not growing fast. You let it grow. You let it marinate. You let it you know, do, do its thing over time. It happens all the time in music and books and, and arts. right? You hear about a, a song that everybody loves. And sometimes it's not a new song. A lot of times a new artist that you hear about, the song that you're loving from them, that everybody's playing on the radio, that everybody's listening to on their phone now, might have been a song that they actually made two years ago and then it finally got to the right platform over two years and then it blew it up. And the same thing can happen with a lot of things like books, with programs, with coaching, like my coaching business. My coaching business was very stagnant. I'd have no clients or one client or two clients for the last two years. And then all of a sudden now I get requests for new clients every week due to referrals and due to my friends and due to past clients. So everything takes its time. It's worth it in the end, guys. Don't quit. Um, just because you don't have a base salary job like me that you're happy with, that doesn't mean you can't be happy. If you're not happy with your full-time job and you feel like you really want to pursue your own business and have that be, like you want to be the opposite of me, you want to have your own business full-time, then I would say, you know, be a minimalist. Buy only what you need. Um, find somewhere to you know rent cheap, whether it's your parents, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend. Work a part-time job where it's only going to take you out your, you know, take you 15 to 30 hours a week to pay off whatever you need. And then the rest of your day, you're giving to yourself and investing in yourself and your business and your brand, whether that's through social media, whether that's through presentations, going door to door, whatever it is. So that's my suggestion, guys. If, you know, if you have any more questions about this, hit me up. We can always talk, chat, whatever you want to do. Thanks for listening. And also, I'm, I'm putting this episode up without any music in the background. So if you guys want to give me some feedback on if you like better with the music in the background or without the music in the background, to me it doesn't make a difference because when I record it, it's always the same. But if you guys like it with the music in the background that I usually use or if you want me to use different music, let me know. So let me know, please. Uh, you know, Obviously, normal feedback on the episode, but if you can let me know if you like music, no music, or if you want different music. All right, guys. See you next week or later this week for the next one.